On this week's Third and Forever football podcast, Kevin and I discuss the three marquee games from Week One, which included the Texans at the Chiefs, Packers at the Vikings, Bucks at Saints. Then we'll go into our usual segments, uh, highlighted by performance of the week, and as always, Nathan Peterman Award stock up, stock down. And then we preview Week Two, where we select three more marquee matchups. End it with a two-minute drill. All right, let's go. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, how are you doing, buddy? I've been a lot worse. Yeah, I bet you have. I've been a lot worse. <laughs> you know, I, I ask that because that's like a nice thing to do, but like for weeks like this, I feel like I don't need to. Well, it, just... it's it's also just tradition. That's yeah, how it starts, I have you know? to do it. Yeah, it's the, you really put yourself I'm in bound. this pickle like two years ago when you started the first show like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and since then we haven't really had moments where literally the only thing... I, actually, I don't even think we have where Vikings have beaten the Packers. No, we haven't. The best case was when they both, tied, but we weren't doing one then. Both times last year and then the end of the season before that, and yeah. I don't think that was a Viking victory. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. That no, well, wait. So, so the podcast is is what's doing it. Wait, no, that's when you guys were. No, I think that was a Viking victory, because that's when the Packers were bad. Um, let me look here. Oh, that would have been the last Mike McCarthy year. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a victory for the Vikings. Let's see. Let's see. So. I'm not I'm sure. I'm looking it up right now. I really hope it was at least one. Cut this out too. I'm just looking here. Where the fuck? How are the game results? Show me. Oh, okay. They split up by decade. That that makes tons of sense. Yeah. Okay. So, let's see. That would have been 2018. I think so, yeah. Yep. So, 2018, there was the tie in the first game, and yep. the Vikings won the second game. Okay. Yep. All right, yeah. So, we've only been the one, and then we didn't do it when the tie, which would have been... Very promising because you and I tied this week in fantasy football. I don't know how that happened. We won't talk about that because we're not talking about fantasy here. But no, um, no one cares. But we're very upset. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was a weird, strange thing. Um, before we get into our week one recap, um, actually, no, we'll, we'll keep it because it's it pertains to week one. So I'll keep that. Uh, let's start with the first game: Texans at Chiefs. The first game of the season last Thursday. Um, Preface this also by saying we're recording this on Wednesday, September 16th. Probably will be out tomorrow in time for start of week two. But, so about a week ago. Yeah. Um, this, I'm not surprised. Well, this is one of those games where we read the line and what was it, like nine points or something like that? Uh, yeah, the, I have the line right here. It was nine. Over yeah. under 54 and a half. Uh, that sucks for the, the people that put the over. You <laughs> that by a half point. But, but you know... Well, we were discussing it last week, and at first it was, oh, like nine points. That's a pretty steep line. And then we started talking through it. I was like, oh, yeah, I think I, I kind of why. understand where that's coming from. And it it showed. We yeah. kind of talked ourselves into it, and 
I mean, it wasn't even really close. No, and this, the sad the the sad thing is for the AFC and I guess the NFL as a whole, like the Chiefs, they didn't look like the Chiefs. They were you could tell they were rusty. They were a little sloppy on offense. Their defense was kind of getting there. I mean, there's some mm-hmm. new piece like it, it. They you could tell they're not in form, and it, it didn't matter. Like they still they put up 34 points. On a I bad mean, night. Their coach couldn't see the field. And it still wasn't even remotely Oh, the face shield. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It's incredible. And it just... I mean, Mahomes was totally fine. He only met, had eight incompletions. Only 211 yards. But, like... I mean, they looked a little rusty. It's also criminal that they have Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. He's literally yeah. the perfect... He didn't look like a rookie at and, all. And, well, the, the rookie debut, and I mean... It, it wasn't necessarily surprising because I think when they made that pick, everyone kind of recognized that he was an excellent fit for the system. But yeah. 25 carries, buck 38, and a touchdown. Should have had three And, I mean, yeah, beyond that, he looked great. He got just stuffed at the goal line like yeah. five or six it was like, times. It, it happened every time. So I, I have him back to fantasy last time, I promise. I have him on my team, and I was watching that game, and I, I – like. He get does all the work to get there, and then all of a sudden, when they're within like two yards or three yards, JJ Watt goes like Super Saiyan and just blows up every play. Well, I think that's the best part of the Texans defense would be you know their front four, yeah. and, and then to a certain extent, you know their goal line packages and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and, it, and it is saying like you know when it's a goal line situation within the two yards or three yards, defenses are just they're playing the run. I mean, they're yeah. flooding every single hole they can. And if they get passed on, then it happens. But which is what they ended up mm-hmm. doing, the Chiefs. Um, but it, it's just still it's it bodes well. I mean, they don't they didn't need Edwards Alaire, but they are gonna gladly take him, and it's gonna be scary. Yeah. And on the other side, something that I was surprised about: uh, David Johnson is still alive. Yeah. He yeah actually contributed eleven for seventy seven mm-hmm. and. Let's see, it was, uh, let's see, three for 32 on the ground. He had a touchdown rushing. I mean, it, and his touchdown rushing, it was the first touchdown of the game. It was like 19 yards. It was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it is, like, Deshaun, there was a couple moments out there where you could, t- like, it's hard because you know he's a great quarterback. And he's always, no matter what, he's going to be, it's him and Mahomes are always going to be, the you know, they're the next kind of, Brady Manning, the, you know, they're the guys that are coming around the same time. These guys literally came in the same time. These are the two AFC superstars that will dominate. At least one of them will likely be, or I guess and Lamar probably will be in that category too, but yeah. one of those three. The AFC likes to just coalesce around three guys yeah. for like a decade. Mm-hmm. Like before it was Brady Manning and uh, Roethlisberger. Yeah. And Joe Flacco. Once. <laughs> Once. He had a great postseason. <laughs> I'll give him that. And he was like nine touchdowns, zero picks. Yeah, but these guys are the new generation. Yeah. And, I mean, Watson, for the most part, was okay. But and I said to you, the text we were watching, and I think that he got happy feet. I yeah. think that he got rattled in the pocket. And, you know, the Chiefs have a good pass rush, and his offensive line wasn't doing him any favors, really. But he was just... He was a little too wild out there. I saw it with a couple of young quarterbacks this weekend, and he just didn't look comfortable at all. No, and, and I think, you know, to, to a degree, like, he's always been, like, his 
one of his like best assets is his ability to escape sacks and like well that, that make play nothing the playoffs out of last year yeah. where like the two where, guys they literally around, ran yeah. into him and he bounced and he just kept going and it was against the Bills mm-hmm. and yep. it, it was just like you know he has this escapability where he just extends plays where you think he's done and then he you know pops out and he makes a he makes a great play I think it was a little it was too much like he was a, yeah like you said like happy feet like he but he couldn't have it and I think that also comes with he doesn't have a reliable guy anymore in DeAndre well, Hopkins. That's the other thing. He gets happy feet, and he before, you know, if he would start to feel that pressure, he had this nice, little easy button to just throw mm-hmm. to DeAndre Hopkins, and it would usually work because yeah. he's a phenomenal receiver. And yeah, now he's going to get open, or he's getting yeah. get enough separation, and his catch radius was basically infinite, and so mm-hmm. he would, anything you throw in his general area, he has a good chance of coming down with. And yeah. so he doesn't have that anymore, and... You, I, you won't find a single person in the world that's going to argue that Will Fuller is an upgrade from DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I mean, no. He was the guy he, he had a, like he had a great he had a game, game. Yeah. but the thing is, that's never been his issue. When he's on the field, he's usually great. And it's it was interesting to see how he would be without DeAndre Hopkins on the other side to kind of take away a lot of attention, and he mm-hmm. can usually go deep for him. But, you know, he showed up there. Eight receptions, 112 yards, 10 targets. You know, that's 80%. I mean, that's, that's perfect. You mm-hmm. know, I mean... Michael Thomas is up there in that kind of catch percentage. Mm-hmm. Because, granted, he's also catching a lot of five yards or shorter or within ten, but that's a different topic. Um, the thing is with Fuller, it's the durability. He doesn't, he can't stay on the field. No. And I'm worried that with this workload that he's going to be getting, he'll got a lot of targets, he'll be great for maybe a month, maybe a month and a half, but I just think he's going to be missing time. He's missed time every year he's been in the NFL. And so it, it yeah, it's just I, waiting for that to happen. I agree. And speaking of receivers missing time, uh, I'd like to thank Sammy Watkins for uh, coming out week one again this year. Uh, I look forward <laughs> to seeing him in the postseason yeah. the next time he catches a football. Yeah, he is the greatest, like, week one. He's debut like, and he, then just, like, shows out He's the a postseason. fantasy football mindfuck. Yeah. He, he, like, you know who, <laughs> who's never done it before because they're like, oh, this Sammy Watkins guy. I yeah. got to gotta sell the house for him. I was I was shocked the the little – I guess, I mean, they only passed, like, you know, Mahomes only had 211 yards. Yeah, they were in game So they mind. were – they didn't really have to – you know, they were getting the rust off is what they did. And that's what, you know, they were able to do because their defense – you know, shut the chief, uh, shut the Texans down when they needed to, and when you have a running game for the first time, and I it's really since it, Mahomes has been there. I mean, usually they don't have a stable it, it, it running had game. Serviceable running backs, and yeah, like, like guys Damian that kind of come and, out, yeah. and and Damian Williams is fine, but like him opting out, you know, he was great playoff Damian, so you know he's he, not he was super he great, was fine, but he was never racism. a game changer. No. You never, you never game plan. You look at you look at Damian Williams and you look at uh, Patrick Mahomes. You're game planning around the pass. Yeah. The the run is an afterthought. I mean, like Edwards Alaire is literally like Maurice Jones Drew reincarnated. Mm-hmm. Like he he has the body type and he has that ability where, like, Maurice Jones Drew is shiftier a lot, like a lot shiftier than people give him credit for. They thought he was just a bowling ball, but Edwards Alaire makes. The first guy miss every time. He's not going down the first guy, which is incredible. Yeah. And so it's just like he, you think he's good, but he's going to get to that second, third level a lot, and that's scary because then he has no problem running through arm tackles. So I, I'm excited to see what he's what this offense can do. I mean, this game clearly cemented. I think I I don't know because the other thing is though I was going to say it clearly cemented the Chiefs is my number one now, but. 
the, the Ravens also won't get I, to it. They also looked yeah. really fucking I, good. I still think, though, like... I mean, I think the Texans are a better team than the Browns. And I, I don't know. It's one of those things, like, it was a rainy, crappy night. Mm-hmm. So that probably that took a play, or it took effect into the play calling, I'm sure. And the ability, and, you know, Mahomes didn't look that... I mean, he looked fine, but he didn't look like a normal self. You could tell he's still kind of getting to it. But I think... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, as long as you got to knock them off to take that number one, I, and then they they will they will play each other later this year. So we'll see that. Week, it's early. Week it's three, early. I think. Yeah, it's yeah, it's early on in the year. So um, I don't know. I think it's just it, I, it was business as usual. I don't know. It's one of those things. The, the Texans are going to have to do a lot of work to convince me that they are even remotely contenders. I'm, they might get a wild card, but I, I, I'm not going to take them very seriously until they show me that they can... Oh, I guess the Chiefs don't do play without the, the Oh, they do, yeah. They play them in, in week three. Yeah, you're right. Uh, on yeah. a Sunday night, I believe. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a hell of a game. At Baltimore. Um, although home home crowd is whatever. You know. um, yeah. Alright, let's move on. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about our game. We'll probably spend, I don't know, I, I mean, we can spend a good amount of time on this. A couple seconds um, at least. I'll let you lead off with how, what your, you know, reactions. So, yeah, so last week we were talking about this, and we touched on a, an unproven receiving core going up against an unproven secondary. Yep. I think it's safe to say that the secondary lost that game oh, in yeah. terms of I mean, Rodgers had one of the best games I've seen from him in a really long time. Uh, 364 yards, four touchdowns. And, you know, it was... I mean, Devontae had a huge day, but also Valdez Scantling, when he felt like catching the fucking ball, uh, had a good day, and so did Lazard. Um, you know, spread it around fairly, fairly well. And so, it seems like... And granted, this might be, you know, kind of a product of, of facing that... Uh, rookie secondary, but it seemed like maybe the receivers were going to be able to kind of carry the team as long as I mean you know granted if Devonte stays healthy. Yeah. It it calmed my nerves a little bit on the Packers side of the ball. On the defensive side, it wasn't amazing. You know, and we almost kind of let you guys back into it in the fourth quarter. There, I think mm-hmm. I think they kind of lost discipline a little bit and thought that it was over and started coasting, and it was not quite over, you know? And so some issues to work out there, but I really I can't complain about that showing. Right. I mean, it's one of those things where this game literally was decided. Like, I don't, I don't think either defense played well. No. I mean, that be, like, obviously with... You know, seventy-seven total points, which was by which was the most total points ever between a Vikings-Packers in the history of their sixty years, um, which is a fun little fact. Not great to be on the losing end of it, but still, no defense played played well. Which is the opposite, by the way, of what we said would happen. Well, last I mean, week. the we over under was that under. the under over under was forty-five. I mean, that was <laughs> that was broken. By before even the fourth quarter, where mm-hmm. thirty eight points happened, yeah, I mean it was it was one of those things like, or it was close to being broken, it wasn't quite broken, but um, I, I feel like that high scoring fourth quarter though too is also kind of a product of you know guys not playing in the preseason, and I guess I'd have to look across the whole league, but it seems like you know you just you aren't ready to play a full NFL game, especially on defense, right? And you end up 
you know, just getting beat and Thielen. I mean, both of his touchdowns, I'm pretty sure he just got They're on. They were both on Alexander, too. Yeah. I mean, so. he, like, I, I don't know. I, I, there was a lot of questions going into this game or this season about is Thielen really a receiver one? And it's like they all, you know, and it was never a matter up to me. I always was convinced, like, he overall was the better receiver than Diggs. Diggs had the the deep plays. He obviously had the miracle play. Um, you know, he had the deep shots. You'd see him more. But mm-hmm. he was a sloppier route runner. He had the fumble issues. I mean, he wasn't as consistent. Thielen's, Thielen's not going to go out there and, you know, he, he doesn't make many mistakes. And that's what you want. And he played majority of this game on the outside. Mm-hmm. And he put out, you know, 110 yards, two touchdowns. And I will say... When people say, yes, the garbage time, the problem is with that statement is like, so your defense is protecting a lead. Theoretically, they're in prevent, but yet we still, it's not like we were, well, I mean, they, we were and, still throwing the ball. And theoretically, they're in prevent, but having familiarized myself over the last season plus with uh, Jair Alexander, I don't know if he knows what prevent means. I think he presses no matter what they yeah. tell him to do, and it usually works you yeah. know like it, it gets it, in trouble it works enough times. that like they're not going to yank him and right. he knows that so that that might have been part of it um something else about your wide receiving core uh, i'm glad that i have a new stefan Diggs to hate in justin jefferson who started a brawl after his first catch that was super fun to watch i'm very excited for the new hothead on the uh don't think that happened at all. That did happen. He got tackled, he got back no, up. No, what, I, what like, I saw Kevin King shoving players constantly. Yeah, because he got <laughs> tackled, he got back up like he wasn't down, and like shoulder checked someone, and that's what started the whole thing. He didn't think he was down, he was clearly down. Okay. And he was the one that was talking some mad shit in the offseason. I've already decided, he's he's my new dig. What's, what's an example of I'm mad shit him. you was talking he said he was like giving really like aggressive interviews about all the teams that passed on him, and it wasn't like the normal like you know like I'm gonna make the sure Packers that aren't clued on that. Yeah, I mean that's like yeah you want like a guy like what do you expect? A guy goes in there like in this league, especially in that position when you're the fifth, fourth receiver taken. I think fifth. I'm just letting you know, but like he's my <laughs> new right. guy. Okay. He's my new guy. I mean like I. I don't like Thielen, but it was different. I just think there is a very, like, you have, like, the the thinnest of, like, or the smallest amount of criteria needed for that. Like, you you grasp at so many straws. What I'm trying to say that I I will never fully admit is that I miss Stephon Diggs so terribly that I need to find a replacement ASAP. Yeah, clearly. And that's Justin Jefferson. Clearly. Um, Uh, One more thing I wanted to cover. Um, Kirk threw the ball, what was it, six times in the first half? What? We didn't have the ball. I we guess. didn't have the ball. That was the thing. I mean, we so averaged... You, you think that that's a situational thing and not a scheme thing. Yeah, because Dalvin only ran it 12 times. Hmm. It's not like he had 30 carries. You look at that. We He had more passes. I mean, we had we ran the we ran the ball, Kirk included, mm-hmm. four of them. Or between our running backs, 18 carries for the whole game. Yeah. So it's not like we were... It was a crazy split. It was just we just didn't have the ball. And a lot of the time... You know, there's no chance of getting in a rhythm because the offense would be off the field for eight, ten minutes. Yeah. I mean, the the, the time of possession, I think well, it was like 44 the, to 18. And the, and the time of possession was way skewed. Well, like this 16. actually reminded me of the Packers-Raiders game last season. Yeah. Where, and it all kind of started when I think it was Carr or somebody on the Raiders fumbled out the end zone. Mm-hmm. So it was like this whole like possession that never happened. Yeah. And it was kind of that same thing where there was like the goal line stand by the Vikings, the safety... 
That was and the then, turning point. I mean, that yeah, the was safety, by far the and then the next the Vikings possession was a punt, and then Kirk threw a pick, and then halftime, and then I think another punt. Yeah, and so it was just like that was like thirty minutes of nothing. Yeah, you know, just down the drain. Yeah, and so it it was one of those things where I mean that clearly you can see the spike in the second quarter where you guys did nineteen to our three, mm-hmm. which was the you know the first you mean seven three, and we were we just turned we just stopped you on the goal line. And you know we ran, that, that whole middle of the game on second and third. I mean, it's twenty six to three. You know, yeah. so it's like that makes sense. And so, but it, it was one of those things where, you know, there was no chance at, um, you know, trying to to recover from that. The defense was just made made that great stop. And what I say, the the play call is not was not like schematically horrible. It was just a much better. It was the perfect defensive play call. Mm-hmm. Descend was that Alexander well, that the, came the, off the, the corner. Thing is, it was it was a gutsy call though because I mean there were two or three guys down oh, the field for I, the first down. Oh, they wide. They were wide. I mean, I saw yeah. you can see Thielen and BC both wide. Yeah, I remember watching that play and we I knew it had like, gone for thirty. Easy. Yeah, like slow mo. I can see Alexander coming. the The problem with that offensive play call, I think, was that it was a play action. And yeah. I understand why, but in that situation, if they blitz you and you're doing play action in oh, your end zone, never, never do play action no, in your end zone. I don't know why I, that. Was I don't care if it if they don't blitz and it works. Never do play action when you're standing in your fucking end zone because you don't need play action no. to make a pass play work. So it doesn't really do you much good in that situation. Like the risk reward is just way out of whack. No, and I think you know it's not good. Like we with. In Gakwe, he had, he was traded so late, and he had no. He literally had a week of practice, so he's conditioning wise, getting up to speed. You know, it's one of those things, and the scheme, yep. and it's like the Vikings run probably one of the more complicated defensive schemes in the NFL, mm-hmm. and so it requires a lot on every player. And I thought, you know, Anthony Harris had a very poor game. I mean, the the touchdown to MBS, he, for some reason, he wasn't. Over the top, he I, came I, cut I heard, down. I heard uh, Zimmer actually talking about that on the radio, and he said he kind of laid more blame on the corner there for playing yeah, tight but coverage. This, but the same thing is, situation. it's like, like, don't you know, Danzler's not a burner. Like he's not. Yeah. His biggest knock was his forty time, and and, and Scantling is a speed receiver. Mm-hmm. So it's like that. There should have been seeing that receiver sometimes speed always. Like when you're when you're an all pro or a pro bowl or a, one of the better. You mean the top graded safety last year in Anthony Harris? You need to recognize that. Mm-hmm. You need to say like maybe I shouldn't jump this secondary route and cover the deep ball. You know, at least be over top. And I think you know it, there was a lot of learning moments. And what I will say. Every year in the Mike Zimmer era, there's always been a defensive no-show. One of them. Mm-hmm. And that it's an anomaly when you look at it as a season as a whole. When it happens, it sucks, especially when it's the first game. But I'm hoping that this that's what this is. I mean, there was no pass rush. I think we only had seven pressures out of, like, 45 or 44 dropbacks. Yeah, no sacks, it looks like. Yeah, no sacks. Um, maybe only, like, four hits. I mean, it was, it was nothing. And... What I will say is I'm I'm as happy with how they did Aaron Jones, um, mm-hmm. but defensively, Eric Kendricks played great. Harrison Smith played well, and that that kind of Ken, caps Kendricks it. and Smith, and that's really those that was the it. only two guys. They were the only that ones that actually made me. sure tackles, and they were consistent, and they they stu- they did their job. And I I think it it's gonna get better, and 
you know, it all comes down to pressure. I mean, any quarterback, like, I'm not trying to knock Rodgers, but any Pro Bowl or above average, top 10, surely, quarterback with that much time, that little pressure, should feast on that, mm-hmm. on the on rookie corners. I mean, yeah. it, it, it was it was pitch and catch. I mean, there was nothing difficult about it. Granted, the couple, he had a couple throws where you're like, holy fuck, only three people in the NFL can make that throw. Mm-hmm. So it, it, those are those were incredible, but you know, it, it I, is. What I'm it really is. hoping this is the start of a fuck you tour for drafting Jordan Love. I really, I really hope that that's what's going. I, but I, I get the feeling it's not. Yeah, I think he's. I think this. Might, I, think, I, think, I think this might be a Raiders. Game last year. There's like a there's a narrative out there that he's you know pissed off and out to prove something. I don't think he really cares. No, I don't think he does. Like, which is kind of good and kind of bad for like his future with the Packers. You know, it's like I. I, I but just, he also has to recognize he's 37. He's yeah. gonna be 37. I, I don't know if he is yet. Well, and and hopefully he can approach that whole situation getting a little on a tangent with some level of perspective, given how his career started almost the exact same way. Yeah. And so it's like I don't know you. You'd hope, you know, that he can he can have a little bit more humility than Brett Favre, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, and I, I'm i not worried. Like, I'm not worried about the offense. I thought what they showed, I mean, 34 points, whatever, 24 in the fourth, but 34 points is against a division rival, I'm more than happy with. I had no problems with the way Kirk played. He had the, the bad interception and a decision to go to Tajay Sharp on that fourth and three. Um, mm-hmm. that was a little mind-boggling to me. When he had the other side, I think it was Justin Jefferson and Preston Smith was on him. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, that was basically a for sure first down. I, I mean, Kirk is still Kirk. Yeah. You know, like, Kirk is going to be Kirk, and he's going to be fine almost all the time, yeah. and then he's going to be not fine a couple times. And I, I was happy with how the offensive line played. I mean, two sacks, two sacks. One of them was that safety. Mm-hmm. The other one was... Zadarius got one. The other one was Zadarius got one, and that was at that was on third down too, and that was in the middle of that yeah. giant loss section. So it's just stuff like that. Yeah, that it was of... an it was an impact play for sure, and it it's it just you know based on the two games we had last year against you guys, where Zadarius had I think five sacks, and I think as a whole you guys probably have like eight or ten or whatever yeah, it was. No, the, the offensive line play has improved over. Yeah, the and year. you know I'm I'm not. I'm not super worried about the offense. Defense, I think, will be better. I think this was just a, a massive fucking wake-up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's unfortunate that happened against you guys at home. That being said, I think the crowd noise, I think we were the only ones in the NFL that listened to this 70-decibel rule. Like it's it was like a it was like a drawl that would just like yeah. it was just a constant like uh like over. And when you could hear, like I remember I think it was well, the it Pittsburgh Giants. It was definitely Giant. less varied. I felt like other stadiums had like whoa. Yeah, they had like more like dynamic yeah. stuff. And I don't know. I thought they got definitely got louder. And I, maybe it was like the broadcast making it. I don't know. Again, it's it's hard to tell because we don't know what it's like in the stadium. Mm-hmm. But it just seemed like a mind-numbingly just like droning on like just static, just flat. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like noise. I don't know. And you could definitely tell like that's Rogers benefited with the hard counts because normally you can't mm-hmm. hear him. You can't hear that cadence. You're only watching the ball. He benefited with the hard counts. On the flip side, two false starts at home with no fans. That's not great. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at that, and I was like, oh, you should never do that at home. And I thought, like, well, I guess you should never do that ever. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, you know anymore. the count. Yeah. False starts are just driving me crazy. 
And it's just, I don't know. You know when, the count. When you're on the road and it's loud, I, I understand it. But especially with no fans, it's like, I, I, what part confused you here? Like, yeah. I don't know. I, eh, I'm i I'm not super worried. It's unfortunate that we're 0-1 and we have to basically, like, I would really like a win. I don't want to lose and go 0-2. But we'll see. I don't know. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's go Bucks saints uh, This game was sloppy, man. I, I I just... I get so tired of being right about stuff. It's <sighs> ridiculous. I, I didn't think either team really, like... I thought, like, the Bucks just played worse. That's why they lost. Like, I didn't think the Saints... The, were that sharp? The Bucks. The Bucks played worse. The Saints. Know. The Saints didn't look to be on the same level as like the Chiefs or no. the Ravens no. or any of those other juggernauts. Um, but the Bucks just looked totally out of sync. Miscommunications, lack of chemistry. I mean, Tom had an okay day except for his two picks, one of which wasn't his fault. But I think he also had at least one or two called back on bullshit PI call or yeah PI calls. Yeah. I. I mean, he had a rough day, and this is the week of overreactions, and Tom Brady sucks, and I was right, and he's a system quarterback, and Cam Newton is better. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All those sentences right in a row. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know. I think this game would have been great. Uh, Mike Evans, one reception for two yards. He was also like hurt. He was a game time decision. Like he was definitely not. He was a game time decision. Yeah, I thought he, he got was, hurt after. He was no. He was they. Day. They let everyone know that he was active oh, like no, no, two no, hours right. before. Michael Thomas was the one that got hurt after having. That's a what. I, that was the news I wanted to mention. Yeah. Where he had a high ankle sprain and he's gonna be out several weeks. Not great. Uh, especially for a lot of people that took him probably in fantasy like four or five or six. Yeah, I was going to say, he was almost like uniformly the number one receiver Oh yeah, he definitely was. In like yeah. every league. Yeah, not good. Um, and they Kamar really... didn't look good. They really don't have anyone noteworthy behind Michael Thomas either. They have Emmanuel Sanders is probably the next guy. Breeze looked old. Yeah, Breeze, Breeze looked quite old. Like, Jared uh, Cook looked good. Man, Jared Cook. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> he did, yeah, he had a great tenure. Yeah, great Packers tenure. legend Jared Cook and Martellus Bennett. Ty and Montgomery had Jimmy one Graham. rush for minus four yards, so that makes me happy because I don't know. I mean, idiot. like I know the Bucks have good, like a great rush defense, probably one of the best in the league. But like, come on, twelve carries, sixteen yards. I mean, with the long six, that's. It's that's not weird. good. Eleven, it's... eleven carries for ten yards. And like then. they were leading for like. A long time, like mo- like most of the game was either tied or leading. This is a dude that they just promised to give him seventy five million dollars over f- five years. Like, I it's don't know. Weird. I'm it's very weird. Like the only thing that saved it was his be- ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. I I don't think Kamara is bad. I'm I'm in the camp of oh my gosh, we didn't talk about it, but I will in a second. I'm in the camp of typically like you look at the good teams. They don't usually pay running backs top dollar or like a lot of money. Yeah. But they they have to find deals that work. That being said, I am very happy the Vikings extended Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, they signed him to a fairly modest deal. Yeah. Oh, you can see the cap hits too. I mean, it's extremely team friendly. Is it sixty two five for five? Yeah, years? Six, yeah, right? sixty two five yeah. for five. So it averaged out to twelve and a half. Um, but that's like the most cap hit there's going to be. Like it, it, it's and there's a lot of you know if they want it and a lot of them are back dealed, so good chance of restructuring. Um, 
or trading or cutting if you if something happens. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. Um, but I'm I'm very happy with that. That being said, also Kamara, the six year or the five year, seventy five million. That that's not what you want in your first game after signing that deal. No, and and the, really they're already there, the Saints know? are already in cap hell for next year because mm-hmm. the cap's not going to go up. No, it's going to be not down. After this season. I think they're projected to be like sixty some million over the cap. Yeah. Which, I don't know how the hell they're going to do that, fix that. Yeah, they're going to have some problems, too, because, I mean, they have, you know, Michael Thomas and Kamara as the, you know, the, the running back and wide receiver one. That's a lot you know, of cap hit for two that's, players. It's a lot of cap hit for two players, and they got really no one noteworthy. There's no one else. Those guys. Yeah. And they have a very expensive offensive line. A very mm-hmm. good offensive line, but guys that, like, either are being paid a lot or need to get paid a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're going to, I mean, they... When Breeze is done, like their window is, at least from being serious Super Bowl contender, out of the NFC closes pretty yeah. quick. It's tough. And Breeze looked old. I don't. I hope. Oh. I hope this is not like a Peyton with the Denver team. We know in his end of the year where I mean, he went just kind of fell, but it, it might be similar. Uh, this this game had quite a few old people actually. I mean, basically just Breeze on the Saints, but Tom didn't look great. Mm-hmm. Um, Leonard Fournette, five for five. Yeah. Also, I, I take it you know it's not getting. I mean that will that will probably yeah. Improve. He's, he's, he's not that old. Like he's that. only like twenty six or twenty seven or something. Yeah, and I guess I was gonna say Gronk too. He's not that old, but like leaving football and coming back, two catches for eleven yards. He like, only had three targets though. He's not in the field that much. He yeah. Many snaps. But I I mean it's just like these guys that you know are big names that you think would be involved and and are not because they're just not that good. I'm. I am kind of worried, though. Not worried. I, I think Scotty Miller might be like, like Wes Welker light. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's turned this little yeah. small white slot receiver, and he's just being his glue guy. Five for seventy three. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be the glue guy for them. Um, I don't know. I I'm not worried about either team. I I still stand by that. I think both these teams can be playoff teams, especially right. with the added wild card. Um, I think the Bucks less are gonna scary. have to prove it to me before I'm scared of them. Oh, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not scared, but like, I don't know. I think it's 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 a lot of new getting used to it. You know, I have to get. It's a new system, new coach, new quarterback. New it's a number lot for of new, Chris Godwin. Yeah, yeah, you know everything. I don't know. All right, I don't want to have much else to talk about that one. Yep. All right, let's go on to our some some segments here. Let's start with the performance of the week. Kevin, I'll let you go first. Uh, who's your performance of the week? All right, my performance of the week. Is uh, is going to be Ron Rivera, actually, for wow. getting cancer treatments at halftime and continuing to coach the game. This dude, like I, you know, I've always always been a fan, yeah, of of Riverboat Ron just in general. Never thought anything bad about him. Thought he was a pretty good coach. Mm-hmm. But holy crap! Yeah, and he got cancer treatments, and his team turned their shit around and actually won. Yeah, like major second half comeback. I don't know. They're they're probably unrelated, but in my head canon, maybe the twenty unanswered points in the second half. You know, yeah. Ron got the inspiration going or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the dude is like just hardcore. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, like, there's no other insane. way to say it. Like, yeah. he's just like what. And they win, and they yeah. won, and it's like... The Washington football team <laughs> is undefeated after dropping the R-word name that yeah. we don't say. We will not say that, no. the R-words. No. Um, 
Yeah, great, great for Ron. I mean, what a guy. Like, I had no problems with him in Carolina. Yeah. It's unfortunate. You know, like, I'm I'm happy they didn't win a Super Bowl, I guess. I'm glad that Peyton won another one, but when they were in a few years ago, because, like, I'm not a huge Cam guy. I don't no, know. I, mean, I, wasn't, I, I, I wasn't a fan of the, much one way I wasn't other, a fan of the Panther team that year. I think that they were just, I don't know, the constant posing, the constant, like, Dancing in the end zone. I mean, Cam is gonna cam, but he was really camming that year. You mm-hmm. know, like, that was that was turned up to eleven. It's like the birth of Cam. Like, yeah, that was coming out party. That, that he that was when he soared too close to the sun, and now yeah. you know we have like humble old man Cam, not really, who but. still rolls up in a like Curious George handler. <laughs> I heard, I heard someone say yellow. he looks like Curious George's pimp, and I was yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty accurate. <laughs> Oh, uh, who's your performance of the week? My performance of the week, I'm uh, going with Russell Wilson. Um, That's fair. My opinion, best quarterback in the NFC. Um, has been, I don't know, not, it's, saying underrated is hard because like he's not, but he's always like, it feels like he's playing with one hand behind his back because like they, they just never let the wheel, like yeah, let him they, just loose. They let Russ cook. They this, let this Russ week. cook. And it's one of those things, like, and the guy goes off, for this is also why I hate passer rating. There's a stat um, because it's so backwards. He went 31 of 35, 322 for four touchdowns, no picks, and that's only a 143.1 when that's not a 156.3 perfect passer rating. I don't know what's wrong with that. Uh, there's uh, it's a weird algorithm. There's, there's but, a formula no one knows. It, it's one of those things like the dude just let it fly. <laughs> he let it fly, which is really surprising that that you know that they kind of went with that game plan for him. And at when when Russell Wilson first entered the league, I may have harbored some ill will towards him due to his uh, one year with the Badgers. Yep. Um, I I would like to say for the record, uh, I was I was wrong. Russell Wilson's really good. He's really good. Yeah, and I, I and I think you probably harbor a little bit from him being the Seahawks. Oh no, yeah, it, like it. I mean, I mean, now you too. We lose them every he, year. Yeah, on Monday he, night. he killed us in the playoffs at least twice, I think. And so I I mean, Russell Wilson's hurt me personally, but I, I I'm finally ready to acknowledge he's very very good. He's also like the corniest dude ever. His Mister Unlimited thing is. It's weird. Yeah, it's, I, it's it's a strange combination. It's a strange personality trait for an NFL quarterback. Usually you have it the exact other way. I don't know. Also, bonus shout-out, um, Matt Ryan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're in your situation. <sighs> Matt Ryan's so arm man. is just like limp so on tough. his side. He had, he had three receivers over 100 yards. Each had nine receptions, and they still lost by 13. He, he threw the ball for 450 yards. And just 54 times. I mean, yeah. that's... Fuck, anything over 40, you're, I feel like your arm really starts to feel... I don't know, 50 is, like, insane. I, I feel like Matt Ryan, in a couple of, I don't know what his contract situation looks like, but I could see him, like, going to a different team in, like, a few years whenever his contract is up, and having, like, like a Kurt Warner rebirth kind of thing yeah. in a different team, and, like, having a lot of success, because dude is not bad. He's no. pretty fucking good. I'm trying to think of, like... I don't know who would be like the next because like every I feel like every generation has like a Matt Ryan, you know, like mm-hmm. a guy who you know I just pulled up his stats like he averages sixty five and a half percentage completion percentage, uh, three twenty three to one forty eight touchdown to interception ratio over fifty one thousand yards and ninety four point yeah. seven passer like, rating c- consistently 
you know, tier two quarterback probably. Yeah, I, like it's just one of those. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe like a Jared Goff. Like he plays jump rope with the word elite. You know, yeah. I don't know. Like Go- it, Goff could Goff could be working on that same kind. Dak of thing. could be in that. Like a guy that just like will put up numbers and just never have like a never just take over. Never have a thing around him. Like even his MVP year, obviously they were up twenty to three. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, Branson, if you're listening, I'm sorry we're bringing it up, but... I mean, I like Matt Ryan. I like him, and it's, it's just sad. I'm like, Dan Quinn, you're a defensive coach, and you let 38 points happen against you. Are they, you calling plays? I don't know. I, I don't know what their last situation is. He's like the new Jeff Fisher. Like, but they, they need to move on. It's tough. It's, it's over. There's it's some tough. guys that are good to be coaches, and some... That are well, and, and there's some guys that like they're not objectively like bad coaches. Like not everyone's Adam Gase. Yeah. But like you still need to move on. It's a Mike McCarthy thing where it's like he's not awful. He's just not and right. And that kind of goes into my um, Nathan Pierman Award winner um, this week. I'm giving it to Vic Fangio, nah. head coach of the Broncos. Um, yeah. Also defensive guy. Um. So, is he, like, wanting to take his two save timeouts and, like, send them in you for, can, like, shrewd bucks you know, you for, can, do- yeah. for gold? It's Cash like, for gold? It's is like, like box tops back okay. in the day. Like, you can mail them you in. You can mail them in. And, and Roger Goodell will send you, like, like a, like a, like a cheeseburger or something. Huh? Like, <laughs> a mailed cheeseburger? Yeah. Like, 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 I don't... Like, I mean, it'll be cold by the time it like, gets there, but you don't care. Like, dude, you are... I, I don't care that Goskowski missed four kicks going up to this point. Like, you are down, you're up by one, and the Titans are driving. They literally have, do a 12-play, 83-yard drive in 248. So, at the two-minute warning, they're standing about midfield. They get down to the 29-yard line at second and four at the 29 with a minute 33 left. You don't take a timeout. And they run to the 16 there's 49 seconds left. Tennessee takes a timeout with 31 seconds left, and but you let a minute and a half go off the clock, mm-hmm. and they're in field goal range, well within field goal range, and you have all three timeouts. You don't take your first timeout until like uh, until the end of it. You literally have three by the end of it. See, th- this is Vrabel playing 40 chess. He told Guskowski to miss those three kicks earlier in the game so that. Vic Fangio would think that he was going to miss this next one and not burn his time out. Instead of getting the ball back and having having a chance, actually, with no timeouts, but having a minute and a half or a minute 15 left on the clock, you just said, go, yeah, I'm going to have my three timeouts with 17 fucking seconds. What are you going to do with those? Like, there's, not enough, there's not enough time. Each play that you're having to be a long pass, <laughs> it's going to be eight seconds. You'll at the very best have one timeout left, and said no. He went home with two. Great. Like, def- what is it with defensive coaches? I guess they never have to worry about the time. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think they're just trapped in the mindset. And oh. you gotta remember, Vic Fangio is. You don't get five next first half. He's he's such he's so defensive minded. Oh that my gosh! It, like it colors his whole perception. You know, like even when he's driving down the road, he's thinking about it in terms of defensive football, and yeah. so. He just can't figure it out, I, I, and it's like one of those things. Like maybe are you are you convinced your team, your defense is going to turn the ball over and you're going to get it back and you'll win? Like, are, I, that has to be what like the thought process is, because 
I don't know. I, like, you you got lucky that it was that close because Goskowski should not have missed four kicks. I mean, that is yeah. 13 points right there. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll give them one. But either way, they should be up by nine and have no problem. And, it, like... I don't know. I I worry that like Vic Fangio. I obviously come from a defensive coach, a uh, defensive head coach, but there's certain defensive coaches or certain guys that are just coordinators. There's a reason Vic Fangio, and I was happy when he got the opportunity to be a head coach because he was such a defensive coach for so long and a great one. But some guys are just not meant to be head coaches. There's it's, too much it's, going on. It's like it's like being in the friend zone. He's in the coordinator zone. Oh. He's trapped and he can't get out. And he's he's not performing like, correctly. I was losing my mind on on when I was watching what was happening. The time management. I don't I don't know. Like I was I I'm 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 still flabbergasted. But all right, I'm, I'm moving on to you, Nathan Peterman Award winner. My Nathan Peterman Award winner. I feel like a dick for punching down at a rookie, but DeAndre, what are what are we gonna do here? Who DeAndre Swift? Oh, <laughs> I mean, literally, just just dropped the win on the floor. And he like kicked it away. He like, even like had it long enough for fans to start cheering, yeah, and then he literally he, like dropped it as he was in falling. The game-winning touchdown. No one. I mean, there were two guys in the vicinity, but not next to him. Not anywhere you know near him where it should matter. No. And he like dropped it, and I, it looked like one of those where he tried to turn and like move up field. Yeah. And I was watching it live, and I yelled at the TV. I'm like, "Where are you going, man?" He could have just like caught it and like, fell down, sat down. Yeah, the field is ended. You are in the, the this part that's blue. That's the last part. We're of a few the yards field. in too. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> goal line. <laughs> it wasn't. It it was, and it sucks because he's a rookie, and I got you know. I mean, he's a lion, so like I don't you know I. I I don't it would have been great, though, to have winning, the but... Bears 0-1 on well, a game against the Lions. Yeah, I guess I guess the kiss of death there would be that, like, you know, you gave Trubisky a win, so they'll keep him around longer. Yeah. But, I don't know. It it just... I saw that, and I just thought to myself, like, that is my Nathan Peterman right there. Yeah, I mean, I don't... That's, that's so bad. I, poor Matt Stafford, man. I would be so mad. Like he, <laughs> he's kind of just be like, "What do you want me?" He to comes do? into the league and like he gets his bell rung a bunch when he was a rookie. He threw a shit ton of yards. He might even still have like one of the records for like yardage thrown. Yeah, as he's, a rookie, he's constantly doing these fourth quarter comebacks. He had NFC Philip Rivers. Except he had he, actually gets he had Calvin. But Calvin retired so early into his career because they ran really him have... into the ground yeah, because he was just... all they had. Yeah, and it, it's <sighs> just poor Stafford. <sighs> I like Stafford too. And to go into the fourth quarter up twenty three to six. Yeah, dude. I mean, dude. This, this is, is going to be another one of those things where I think you know I wouldn't be shocked if Stafford retires at you know thirty two as a quarterback or thirty. He's older than that. Is he really? I think so. He's been in the league for a while. Yeah, I guess that's true. You got it. He got drafted like in two thousand ten. Oh, he's thirty two. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I wouldn't. You know, like I mean, I would be surprised, but I could see him pulling a Calvin Johnson. Where he's just like, I'm done, man. Like, I mean, I'm the, tired. The important thing was he got past that thirty. So he got past thirty because that's when Barry and Calvin both retired. Mm, so yeah, that's true. But he's a quarterback, so it's a shifting timeline. True. It's probably like thirty five would be his or thirty four. Yeah. Um. 
That's tough. Yeah. So thoughts and prayers to DeAndre Swift. Yikes. Um, all right, let's go stock up, stock down. Um, my stock up this week is seeing Tua in action sooner rather than later. Yeah, Fitzmagic did uh, not come through. Not good. Three interceptions, a couple really bad-looking interceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, they have no running game, really. I mean, I thought Miles Gaskin played fine, but, like, Brita doesn't ever, like, what is, why does Brita never get the ball? I don't know. Burita never gets the ball. Is he have like a cap? Devontae like, Parker got hurt. Does I mean, he whole explode thing. at like 10 carries? Is that why you can only have like five? That that has to be it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they have Jordan Howard in the back for like just for eight carries okay. for seven. Great. Um, I don't know. I think it meets the Dolphins. So it's like, it's a matter of how soon is too soon. And like, do you. I don't think two is the type though to like, if you throw him in there. I mean, if he's getting held up, like, Fitzpatrick was only sacked once. And so, like, if the line's holding up, just throw two in. Get him to get out of the system. Well, like, Peyton started his, his rookie right away, and he threw, like, 23 interceptions. Here's, like, here's the problem with putting two in. You look at the Dolphins' schedule going forward. Next week, Bills. Mm-hmm. Pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. Jags, that one's acceptable. But it's on Thursday night. It's prime time. It's a big stage to put a rookie in. Yeah. Then you hey, have Seahawks. Hey, Baker worked. He, he went on like a Thursday against the Jets and they won. Yeah. But then you have Seahawks, Niners, Broncos Fuck. with no Von Miller, Chargers with Bosa, Rams with Aaron Donald, Cardinals are in like week nine. Even then. Are, are like the yeah. first, you know, not overtly hostile matchup to put him in. So I'm, I'm not saying it's going to take that long. But what did the Dolphins do to get this schedule? I don't know. I like, mean, they weren't good last year. The, the, they I were mean, last in their division, I think. Yeah. What in the world? Why do they have such a terrible schedule? Yeah, that last in their division schedule gets them the Cardinals, the Bengals, either the Chargers or the Raiders. I mean, or I guess they're playing that whole division, so I don't I don't know. Jesus. Yeah, it's it's rough. I mean, they are going to... They have a tough They are going to get stretch. draft picks next year. Well, that means they have to play the Chiefs, too. Yeah, they do. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> and the whole NFC, NFC West and AFC West. Fuck. Yep. I mean, that's what we had. Did we have that last year? No, um, no we didn't. We had, we no, had the I think, AFC West. We yeah. didn't have the NFC West, though. Yeah, because we both play the Chiefs. Yeah. But, yeah. So, it, it's going to be rough sledding to try and fit to us somewhere in that. They might just have to bite the bullet and, you know, yeah. put them in a crappy situation. Mm. Well, I'd like to see him. I don't know. He'd be fine. Oh, same. Me too. Fitzmagic is... We know what Fitzmagic is. He's not very magical anymore. He is who we thought he was. Yeah. All right. Who's your stock up? My stock up is uh, my boy Joey Burrow. Oh, yeah. Uh, home alone looking motherfucker. <laughs> um, he... Uh, so the Bengals scored 13 points. Not great. No. You look at uh, Burrow's stats. 23 of 36. A buck 93. One pick. The pick was not good. It was, it was not a good look. Having said that, we're, we're talking about a different narrative if he goes down and throws a touchdown like he did to A.J. Green to win the game. It was an awesome two-minute drill by him. He yeah. really showed, I think, a spark in that final drive. They got called back for offensive pass interference. That kind of happened. It was another one of those, I don't know. It was, it was a little dicey, but um, you know, it negated the cap of an awesome drive and and then their kicker ended up uh missing and faking an injury from like 10 yards out and so Jesus. it 
it's a really shitty ending in, in its real turn from, you know, if things go a different way there and if they let that touchdown stand. You know, the narrative is that Joe Burrow won his first game and had an awesome last yeah. drive. Against a really tough defense. Yeah. Chargers are a really good defense. Yeah, and when you, I mean, when you look at this game, I mean, I haven't, let's see here, how many sacks they have? One, two, three. So they, I mean, they got them three times, but I mean, yeah, Joey but like, Bosa I mean, is even without, a constant. Like, Derwin James isn't playing, obviously. He's done for the year, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, really sad. I hope he's not like a Bob Sanders 2.0. Yeah. Um, and, but like, their front four, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, really good. They signed Linval Joseph last offseason. He's right in the middle. Um, their secondary, you know, so is Casey Hayward, Chris Jones, or Chris Chris Harris Jr. They Casey signed. Hayward, twelve tackles. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Chris Harris they signed from the Broncos. I mean, they they they're a good defensive team. Mm-hmm. I I think the problem is they have Tyrod as their starter, so it's like Tyrod's never going to be. He's going to go out and give you like two hundred yards passing, two hundred fifty maybe max. But he's never going to put up point. Like he's a, he's a game manager. Tyrod, I forgot who mistakes. we said it about last week, but it, it, it's the same thing with Tyrod. His floor is his ceiling, and it's not very good. Yeah, like he get one consistent level, yeah. and it's it's not great. Like he won't he won't throw you out of games. He's not going to throw you back into games, mm-hmm. and so it's it's tough. Um, and I don't know. I think we'll see Justin Herbert sooner rather than later too. But I picked Tua for mine. Yeah, um, yeah no, I. I don't know. I think Joey Burrow has a chance to be the second best quarterback in that division. Yeah, the but, the and the thing about it is that no one is expecting the Bengals to contend no. this year in any sense of the word. Expectations are nice and low, and it's just kind of a... If they win six or seven games this year, you, that's yeah. a massive success. It's just kind of like a, can you see this guy being the face of the franchise? Yeah. And I think the answer to that, so far at least, is yes. Yeah, I think so. Um... I thought, that being said, keeping the division, I thought Ben for the fir- playing for the first time in over a year. Thought he played. He had a couple throws. Did you see? Did you see his arm? Yeah, cast. I saw. Like, there were a couple throws that he made. Like the one to Chase Claypool on the sideline. Mm-hmm. That was. I mean, where you, it was one of those things where you're like, he still has it. Like he oh, yeah. still has that ability. Like, yeah. All right. Ben's still around. Ben. Ben's still Ben. Yeah, and so, but I, I do think Joey Burrow could definitely pass him. Mm-hmm. At least for the second best behind Lamar, obviously in that division as quarterback. I mean, he's pro- it's very promising for Cincy. Yeah. So it's, it was a good debut, I think. Yeah. That that face expression he made though when he they missed the kick. No, I, like, I mean, well, can, welcome to the NFL, man. I mean, like, can, can you imagine if like you had that similar situation in like a Madden franchise? And I mean, you know, then multiply that by like a thousand because it's real life in the yeah. NFL. But it's like, dude. <laughs> Like, he drove you all the way down there. He was like, all right, getting ready for overtime. And, and did you see what happened with their kicker where he, like... Oh, immediately grabs his leg. He like, grabbed uh, his right leg, I think. And yeah. then in the press conference, he said he pulled his left leg or I something. Don't know. It was like, bad. I mean, he's clearly not telling the truth. Yeah. But. All right, my stock down. Um, going with the Eagles mm. as a whole. Um, but... Kind of more so Carson. Poor but Carson. Like he was on the dirt eight times. Yeah, so <laughs> I, the thing this. is, they were up 17-0 to against the Washington football team, and they lost 27-17. to um, You shut out in the second half. It's not a good look. That's tough, man. And, like, it's one of those things, like, part, I don't, I don't know. He hasn't been the same since 2017, since he tore his ACL. Yep. Uh, he was having an MVP caliber year. 
goes out last year. You you say, you know, no receivers, which he didn't. He still put up great numbers this year. I don't know. It's like one of those things like the dude, like the interceptions were bad. He got sacked eight times, fumbled twice, lost one. The Eagles, I, I don't know, man. I think they're cursed. I think that's what I've settled on. I don't know why or how it happened, but... I mean, I've never seen a team rack up injuries like this. No, and like, Miles Sanders out is obviously a hit. So your best guy is Boston Scott. Um, hey, uh, don't you dare besmirch the good name. Zach, Zach Ertz Boston was Scott. unable to reel in catches. Uh, Dallas Goddard looked good. That's it. That's, yeah, that's literally that's it. That's the bright spot. Um, Jalen Rieger had a lackluster. He had a nice, it was better, more of a nice throw. Yeah, on that he, had, he had one deep ball that he connected but with. That was going to be his thing going forward. I mean, there's that there's a, there's a, there's a picture on Twitter I kept seeing where it was uh, Carson Wentz just laying on the ground with the ball in his hand, and all of his offensive like, linemen just looking where at him. He's just like dead, yeah. and like that's it, dude. Like he, I don't know. I worry that like his health is in serious jeopardy. The, the Eagles are 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 done. Yeah, it's it's, it's not good. They're I don't believe that they're going to do anything at all this year. No, and they'll probably beat the Cowboys because I think that whole, I think that it's it's going to be like literally like the trash, like the flaming trash in like that meme of mm-hmm. the NFC East compared to the rest of the NFC or the, the rest of the league. The like NFC East division. Is, is back to being that. They were super good yeah. for like one season, like all of them. Yeah. And I think it was the year that went towards ACL. Yeah. yeah. And and now they are firmly back in that uh, dumpster. It's fire. not good. I don't know. Uh, they yeah. got to figure it out. And Doug Peterson, what has he really done? Like he had he had some gutsy no, calls. Super Bowl. But like the, the, that wasn't his team though. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That was Chip Kelly's team. That literally all the guys that they were the, the stars on that team, Chip Kelly drafted. Yeah. So that's it's true. like he he made the gutsy calls, and he's able to do it with the backup quarterback. Granted, that backup quarterback went, like, nuclear in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. You got you to gotta make adjustments. Like, injuries happen. You can't just keep saying, oh, we're injured all the time. Then fire your fucking training staff. Yeah. What is going on? There has to be some sort of common denominator, I feel like. But, I don't know. Great coaches adapt. And you don't see, you know, like, every team has injuries. It happens. And the ones that typically win the Super Bowl are pretty lucky on the injury front. Mm-hmm. But that is because that's something you can't always predict. Like you can have a great team and get slammed by injuries, and that derails it. You can't win. But I mean, they got slammed by injuries before the first game of the season. Yeah, like, it, it, that's not that's normal. So, something is something's up in that yeah. training staff. Figure it out. That's all I have to say to Doug Pearson. Figure it out. And Howie Roseman, stop trying to be cute with your draft picks. Like. Jalen Hurts, <laughs> what are you doing? I still can't get over Jalen Hurts being drafted there. Well, hey, if Carson wants to get beat up, maybe like he this, knows. I, guess, yeah, I don't know. Like, well, Carson's about to die. Shit, I guess. Yeah. All right. Who's your Nathan Peterman Award winner? Oh, Stock Down. Stock Down. I stock Down is yeah. uh, fucking kickers. That's how I want to phrase that. This week in the NFL, there were 19 missed field goals and five missed extra points. Hey, they need preseason too, man. Just bizarre, and it and it doesn't make any sense because they should be better. There's no fans to make noise and fuck with them. It, 
it was baffling to me. And I don't really know. I was just, I was going through the highlights because I you know obviously didn't get to see every game, and the number of times just and it wasn't even like oh it's just like just a little bit outside the upright. They were way off most of the time. I mean, yeah. just not even close. Guys like Guskowski, who are usually good, just terrible. And so, I don't know what's going on with it. But that that's my stack down. I, I, I'm I'm concerned for kickers. You're selling kickers. Yeah, I am selling kickers. <laughs> just get rid of them all. <laughs> um, just automatic. Just leave it at six. We don't care. Like no team gets extra points. Wait. It's just six for touchdowns. Down, don't you want to buy low, though? Wouldn't we be buying kickers? No, you would. You Well, yeah. I guess if you're thinking it's going to come back up. Like, you clearly don't, though. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I Unless suppose. you think they're going to come back, but then sure, but buy you it. buy low and you sell no, high. Yeah, but the price will be low. All right, I bet there won't be a single missed field goal next week. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there will be less than 19. That's what I'm staking my reputation on. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to bring this up. I saw um, from Warren Sharp Football... Okay. Um, it was about the Lions and the Bears. The Lions became just the fourth team since 2006 to blow a 17-point lead entering the fourth quarter. Teams had been 779-3 and three in that span. That's a 99.6% win. Oof. And they became just the fourth. Matt Patricia finds a way. Fine defensive coach, Matt Patricia. Oh, I, ho- I wish him well in his next job. <laughs> yeah. Um, alright, let's go on to look ahead to week two. Um, let's stick with the AFC really quick. Our teams play this week for the first time out yeah. of two this year. This is what I've been waiting the for. Bengals at Browns, Thursday night football. It's a, it's a doozy. So, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, how, how done is Baker on a scale of, of one to ten? One being he, he's not done and he's going to be great, and ten being, uh... He's, he, he's You're like stealing one of my two-minute drill questions, but oh I guess... Oh my god, I, guess I forgot you... to write two-minute drill questions. Okay, um, so... That's what I forgot to do. Uh, I think Baker... Uh, what, you said one being mm-hmm. good or ten being done? Yeah. Okay, I'd probably put him at a soft six. I think... I think that the red flags or the the ears perk up a little bit right now. You're mm-hmm. you're you're looking. You're not actively looking for a new quarterback option, but you're keeping an eye on it. You're like so. You're doing the math and being like, so if we went two and fourteen or three and thirteen, we have a really good shot at getting Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. So you're you're kind of thinking that through. You're not actively tanking. You're yeah, not, you're suppose. trying to win because it's also. You know, it's a new co- it's a new coach, Stefanski, and you know, look what he's done to quarterbacks that maybe have been subpar. Granted, he does have Case Keenum on that team, mm-hmm. and what it like Stefanski was the quarterback coach during Keenum's year. He was under Pat Shermer, so who knows? He already has that repertoire or that that familiarity with him. Um, two good receivers in OBJ and Jarvis Landry. I don't know, I'm not saying it, but they already have a lot of ex-Viking blood in that team based on their roots so they're, that they're starting with. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm I'm cautious. I'm a little cautious. I still think Baker's... I think that's fair. I just... I I think that the Baker experiment... It, it, I'm getting, it's not I, looking good. And I know that this is not entirely correct, but I'm still I'm getting Mayfield vibes where it's just... 
you know, the spunky quarterback gets drafted overall. He's supposed Manziel to be vibes, you think? You said? You mean? Yeah, what did I say? Mayfield. Oh. I'm getting, I'm getting Mayfield. They're getting synonymous already. From Baker Mayfield. He's like striking me like Strange. a Strange. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm getting I'm getting Manziel vibes. I, I think it's it's still a little too early. Keep in mind he's had the most like turnover a young quarterback could have mm-hmm. in head coach and play calling. So, you know, and you're also against the best team, the best team in the NFL last regular season. So at their place, I'm pretty sure it mm-hmm. was. So it's like, there's a lot of things going into that game. This will be a much more telling game, I think. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the line there, Cleveland's six-point favorite at home. I think that's high. That does seem high given. I mean, I think the rationale is that they lost so bad last week, but it was the Ravens yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Who, I, by the way, Lamar played fantastic, didn't miss a beat. Oh yeah, we didn't I, even cover we didn't even that. Talk about I mean, it's almost like, not it, even worth talking about. It was not worth because like it a it was against the Browns, like yeah. a new a new face looking Browns, and like business as usual. I don't know. Like he he passed really well, which I was happy to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still not very sold on Lamar. I don't know. I think he's a great quarterback. He's I just did, so fun to watch. Yeah, he's not to me though. Like he's not. I don't. I don't put him in the Mahomes, Russell Wilson. I think those two are in their own, and then Deshaun and Lamar is kind of in like that next area. That's I mean, fair. I mean, Lamar has something to prove this year in terms yeah. of passing. Yeah, he does. So that's fair. Um, so, but I'm, I don't know. Over under forty three and a half. We'll see. Um, if this wasn't the Thursday night game, I probably wouldn't watch it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because it's like, what else am I doing Thursday? I don't yeah. know. I also kind of part of me wants to do like I liked that double header on Monday night. Um, I, it, was it was nice. So it was long. late, though. Yeah, it was. Like, like, imagine being finished at like one a.m. Imagine being on the East Coast. Yeah, that game didn't start till ten. No, I I saw and I was like, I, I knew it was double header, but I didn't really like put it together in my head. And after uh, Steelers Giants ended, and I was like, oh yeah, no way, I'm not even gonna bother. Yeah. Because I know players don't like Thursday night games, so there. You know, I've seen like some thoughts about like moving Thursday, make just getting rid of the Thursday night and mm-hmm. putting it on Monday. But then I'm like, but then we have football on one last day. So I, I kind of like having that on the Thursday. Yeah. We'll nice. see. I, I don't know. Um, all right. And then uh, next one, uh, Vikings at Colts. We already kind of touched about it. Colts are given a three-point favorite. It's at them again. 48-and-a-half over-under. I'm excited to play against Xavier Rhodes. W- will, will, you be, will you be hitting the panic button if you lose this week? No. Okay. I won't be hitting the panic button if we will, lose this week. Will you be looking at the panic button? Kind of eyeballing it? Um. Kind of like, it's over there, just to make sure. No, just because, if there was not a third <laughs> wildcard team, I would. Okay. If it was back to two wildcard teams and knowing, like, ten wins, kind of, you need to have that to mm-hmm. get it. You know, especially because, like, ten wins won't win our division. You need to have 11 or 12 to win the North. Mm-hmm. And maybe in the East, nine could do it, theoretically. Yeah. But... In ours, 10 you need for the wild card to get in. Even then, 10 at 10-6 is not guaranteed. Um, no, I won't hit the panic button. I History bodes well with Philip Rivers against Mike Zimmer defense. Um, he plays terrible. Uh, we get to have, I'm excited to see Thielen on Roads. Uh, kind of see what that's like. That's if Gardner Minshew at 19 of bizarre. 20. 
Uh, last week, we didn't even talk about that. 19 of 20 by Gardner. Yeah, Minshew. Gardner's killing it. Yeah, he's like, Enough tank said. for what? Like, <laughs> I am your quarterback. Um, I don't know. I'm. We'll see. I, I just want to let, like, let Kirk fly. Let him just, like, is that, don't... Is that what we're saying? Is that, is that the phrase? Let him, yeah, I guess. Or let him loose. I don't know. Uh, ooh, let Kirk let loose. loose. I mean, they, I loved what I saw out of his, his running around the pocket and running for yards. Didn't like him diving headfirst, like embracing tackles. Didn't like that. But um, don't wait till we're in a hole to let him start throwing it all over the place. Just like do it from the get go. Use Cook in passing downs and obviously like mixing it up so you can open that play action. Mm-hmm. And just like take the training wheels off for Christ's sake. It's year three. If, if Let's I, go. If I were putting money on it, I'd put it on you guys. But. I don't know. I feel like I was more confident. I like I would have been more confident without what happened last week. It yeah. will be interesting, and if it doesn't go well, I think there's going to start to be a lot of questions. Yeah, I think if, if the defense gets torched again, um, or it's like a shootout there's, again, there's some there's some ex- not excuses is not an awesome word, but like there's some explanations for last week. It, it, was, it was Aaron Rodgers. You know, like and it was, it was Aaron the Rodgers first, and first Adams, live first game. game. Yeah. For, the, the very rookie course. And keep in mind, Danzler played great. He had the one that he gave up to Valdez Scantling, but he made a couple really nice plays, like a couple on guarding Devontae. Yeah. Devontae only got him for like six yards when he was in one, one-on-one coverage against him. Yeah. And it was Holton Hill that was terrible. <laughs> I mean, he made the great play on that fourth down on the goal line, mm-hmm. um, but that was it. Literally, he was lost out there. And so it's like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's, I think it would be a good bounce-back game, get-right game. That's, that's what I'm that, that's what I noon, would be on. So that's what I'm, I'm happy about, too. It's a mm-hmm. noon game. Um, yeah. Uh, next game, Lions at Packers. Green Bay six-point favorite, uh, over under 49. Feels like a trap game. It's going to be a trap meet. kind of does feel like a trap game. It, it feels like a trap game, and... And it, yeah, and it's going to be I think a high scoring one. Like all divisions are trap games, division games. Like yeah, but this one more because I mean the Packers I, probably you know you could say overachieved last week. The Lions, the only thing salty is the taste. Lions, the Lions got their heart ripped out last week. Yeah. So maybe they'll be they'll have the big sad and not do stuff. But, or they'll be very determined. Or they'll be very and determined. And remember last year, and yeah. they'll be thinking about that from games from last year mm-hmm. against you guys. And so especially last time when they're at Lambeau. I mean, I think that the Packers are going to be able to, to score a decent number of points mm-hmm. on the Lions' defense because Mitchell Trubisky fucking did it. I mean, not like a ton of points, but he had that comeback when they were specifically trying to not let that happen. Yeah. Um, but I also think that Stafford will be able to have a fair amount of success. So, cautiously optimistic, but also a little scared about the trap game. Yeah. Um, I would. I would love to see... Jeffrey Okuda get his or Hefe El Hefe is what he goes by when he's in when he's in the zone. Who, who, who is this? He was their the number three overall pick from the corner from oh, Ohio State. That's right, Jeff Okuda. Yeah. Okay. Um, he he's like nickname was like El Hefe when he was in, when he was like he was like locked out mode. Cool, cool um, nickname, bro. Yeah, the Jeff. I mean, come on, <laughs> El Hefe, which is Spanish for the Hefe. Yeah. Um, but. 
I, I think it'd be really cool to see him get his first career interception against Aaron Rodgers. I think he nah. would like that a lot. Nah. You're right, Rodgers just throws it away if it's not a catchable ball. Exactly. Or if there's a chance it could be picked. That's how you, just, that's how you keep that ratio away. up, you know? You gotta keep that ratio. He did like, throw a couple interceptions against the Vikings last year. I will say that. Yeah, you gotta keep that ratio a solid one point above the next person on the list right. all time. <laughs> um, it's not an accident. Alright, the next game. This was kind of a hard week. There were a couple, like, meh games, like, fairly decent ones. Like, Rams-Eagles could have been good, but, like, I'm not the Eagles I'm kind of selling on. Um, I think the Panthers-Bucks to see kind of, like, if the Bucks can start that's, going. That's a Bucks bounce back right there. Chargers-Chiefs could be interesting. It's at eh, Chargers. I don't know. Chiefs, they usually they have good eh. history. Uh, Ravens-Texans could be good. Patriots-Seahawks could be good. But the third game I want to highlight is the Falcons-Cowboys. Um, mm. Both these guys, both these teams, teams that need got to beat week one. They need to win. Yeah. Um, Cowboys offense kind of came up flat. Uh, Zeke played great, but you know only putting up 17 points. I will say that is bullshit that that is offensive pass interference. Yeah, that, that one. What a sell. I, like when I was talking about the A.J. Green <sighs> one, oh, like, okay, I get it. It's... I don't know, and they kind of part of it is just my Joe Burrow narrative. That one though in the Cowboys game, like Ramsey goes beat, and he's absolute bullshit. He's sold on it, which yes, like I don't fault the corner for doing that after being beat. Like any chance you can try to get away with it, I don't. I don't view offensive pass interference. In order to do that, you have to like bend your arm and push. If you are maintaining, dude, you're an NFL football player. Yeah, like that. That is not how. And it wasn't even like that works. I mean, it was not even like a push if it was like more so like he was like trying to separate his hand with Jalen Ramsey able to like, use it yeah he was like, that, like football I don't know yeah, it I, was it was one of those things like uh, I don't know the fact you can't make that call in that moment I don't think that I, I think it, I think in that moment it has to be it has to be more clear yeah. and it, it sucks. And so, yeah, I think you're right. Both these teams... Like, I'm glad there's no review this, this anymore. Me. I am glad there's no review. Well, but it sucks when that happens. Well, especially because <laughs> the review last year was a formality. I think they were first, like, one call. Yeah, they didn't want to undermine the calls in the field because they want to be like, yeah, well, so the refs like, keep fucking up. So it's like, up. might as well just take that away because yeah. you're not using it. No. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think this will be interesting to see. I think this could be a shootout. Yeah, this is going like, to smash that over. Like, I, the over, uh, yeah, the line is four for Dallas, over under 52.5. I think that's the highest of the week. Still uh, smash. Unless it's the, yeah, that is the highest of the week because the next is the Ravens, Texans with 51. Believe in something, smash the over. Yeah, seriously. I mean, that I would. I, I'm not a gambling man, but that I'd smash. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see how that goes. Also, a noon game. Unfortunately, that's a new game. A lot of noon. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of noon. You watching? Uh, there's usually like three, three twenty-five games. There's a, only two of those, and then one three oh five, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, all right. Let's uh, let's turn up for our week two preview. Let's go on our two minute drill. All right, this is gonna be an awesome two minute drill because I wrote it while we were talking. So I totally <laughs> forgot. I have I have a whole new like note in my phone, and I had it all formatted pretty, and I totally forgot two minute drill. So that's on me. <laughs> All right, I have uh, four questions. Uh, I have three, so you start. All right, I will start. Ready, right. set, go. All right, division contender or pretender? Washington football team. Pretender. Mm. Yeah, it's probably yeah. Um, Let's see, who gets fired first, uh, Adam Gase or Matt Patricia? 
Adam Gase because the sample size is larger. Yeah, that's a good, good one. And Detroit's going to Detroit, and they're going to keep. On they're going to kind of. They'll make a change at the yeah, end of the year. Yeah. Um, which team should be more worried, Cowboys or 49ers? Uh, the Niners, because Jimmy G looked like crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> against a meh defense. Yeah, against not a great defense. <laughs> yeah. uh, who gets benched first, uh, Fitzmagic or Tyrod? Um, I think Fitzmagic, because he's going to do enough to hurt his play. He's going to throw interceptions. Yeah. Tyrod won't. Tyrod's He'll safe. be fine. Yeah. They'll go like 7-9 and nine, 7 and nine or something. Um, will Breeze be the one who holds the Saints back? No, he won't hold them back because they don't have a better option. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he'll be serviceable. I don't think he'll be like Super Bowl Peyton Manning. What is, is, is Drew Breeze going to be the one that really that limits... That limits that the limits Saints. the Saints from actually being a true contender. I don't think so. I think they'll still be a contender. I think he can still get the ball downfield enough, and he also has an attack with you know checkdowns to Kamara and stuff like that. that okay. We'll kind of balance it out. Who scores a touchdown first on Thursday, Burrow or Baker? Whoever gets the ball first. Oh. <laughs> Coin flip. <Yeah. laughs> um, is Baker a bust? Yeah. And Jesus. he's the worst kind of bust because he broke the touchdown record for rookies his first year, but it was a mirage. And time. I don't agree on the Baker take, but all right. I, uh, <laughs> I know you don't like I, Baker. I, I, prove me wrong. I know you're, I know you're I, anti-Baker. There, there was a time field. when I did like Baker, or at least like I was okay with Baker. I don't think I ever liked him, but there was a time where I was like, maybe in the last season, and granted, that was Freddie Kitchens, so maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah, don't make a guy that's... A good interim, your head coach typically it doesn't usually work out. That that was like the equivalent of like just walking on the street and be like, "Hey, you want to be the coach?" Like, yeah. yeah. Not good, not good. <laughs> um. All right, that should wrap it up here. Uh, this has been the week one of the 2020-2021 NFL season recap, as well as the week two uh, preview of the Third and Forever Football Podcast. I have been your host Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host Kevin. Ohm. Kevin, any final words? Who day?